Welcome to the Volley Pod, where we're all about coaching kids volleyball. With drills, skills, and scenarios, we keep things fast, fun, and effective. Presented by the Art of Coaching Volleyball, the Volley Pod is your new source for coaching information. Good morning and welcome to the Volley Pod. How are you today, Todd? Davis, doing well. My, my shoulder's getting better. I'm ready to make my uh, return to the beach. The beach. It's, it's been almost a year. Oh, man. You tell them about it. What, what happened with nah, your shoulder? I have, no. I have this frozen shoulder. I have old man shoulder. I got a bunch okay. of stuff, but then I had frozen shoulder and I've been on this rehab and okay. getting a bunch of PT, but it's getting a little better. I'm starting okay. to serve just a little bit in tennis and okay. my buddy Josh is coming into town. Yes, and so Josh we think that yes. uh, we might try to get out to the beach. I might be, you know, underhand serving and hit a bunch of roll shots, get the lefty going. <laughs> got to get a little variety pack, but I think I, I Hey, Running around the beach. I can't hey, wait. You can't be. When's the last time you were on the beach? Oh, it's been. It's been. It's got to have been at least a year. I we got to get you out there. David. Actually, you know what? I played with my team a little bit at Coast on the beach courts, and it was so fun, actually. A couple of parents got out there. We got to get you out there. Yeah, I got to. I, I need a big lefty. I, freaking... need, I need to go old man style. Yeah. I need to play below the net and just cutty. And... Anyways. That was always my style. That's what. <laughs> that's why all my friends don't like me, because they go, I had an old man style when I was young. <laughs> So I didn't have to make that psychological adjustment to, uh, you know. It's tough. It's a tough psychological <laughs> job. Anyways, we got a great pod. Uh, that, what is the skill? Attacker transition. Okay. And awesome. we're talking defense to offense. And yep. I, I think we can look at, I'm trying to separate it maybe from serve-receive because I think there's a that's a whole different little topic. Okay. So we're talking about defense to offense. And so if we look at really uh, – Three things when we look at that, it's from blocking. So block to attack, mm -hmm. playing defense to attack. And then if you're in a back row, uh, back row to attack. So the okay. first two would be front row, uh, either let's say offside blocker or blocking. Mm -hmm. And then the last one would be a back row defender going to offense there. So mm -hmm. that would be really what the trying to the three big narrow things. in on, okay. on that. and. It, this is one of those, when I t think about the rationale for this, it's one of those away from the ball skills that often gets overlooked. Uh, and when I start watching video, and I know you watch a lot of video as well, and especially if I'm scouting, one of the first things I look at is I look at blocker transition. And if those kids are, if everybody's sprinting off the net, I know right away that we're in for a battle because I know, hey, this team is well coached. So it's one of the first things that when I look at video, I, I can see, hey, is this team well coached? Their attackers get after it, get off the net so they get these you know, great approaches and all of a sudden they can attack hard rather than having kids hanging out on the net, shuffling around and, and getting poor swings and trans. Good points. I like it. All right. I like it. So what okay. what are some of the things we're A couple principles about? for yeah. us. We we tie it to our values. So mm -hmm. this is because it's off the ball, it's it's not real visual. So people don't see it. It doesn't stick out. Somebody doesn't watch a match and go, Oh, I love how you know they were in I mean, we might say that, but I mean a normal fan wouldn't say, Oh, I love how they're working in transition. Right. 
but uh, it's an effort skill and effort is our first value of our program. It's like, hey, we, we want to be a high effort team. And, and so we take pride in the idea of transitioning. So this is important. And then, hey, we turn and run and the oh, idea of a sprint. And we talk about, hey, we're sprinting in trance. And okay. were you sprinting? And that's a question I ask. Did you sprint? No, I didn't sprint. Okay, we got to sprint. Let's try it again and try to sprint. Uh, the next one is something I stole from Jim Stone. And it's actually one of the, the videos. And it's off first, then out. Okay. So I kind of like I, I like that terminology, off first, then out. Because you want to get space off the net so you can get that speed. If you need the set slightly inside, then you call for your set and you try to audible that. But get off because you need that space to get some speed for a dynamic approach. If you get wide, then it's really hard to be dynamic. I see what you mean. So it's, so it's, it's, it's kind of place, placing a priority on getting deeper versus yep. getting wider. Yep. I like so that. So off first, if, if you have your choice, Get off it. is better than wide. That's great. And I like that. Okay, cool. And then the idea of communicating and calling your set okay. and keeping that communication going. And that's part of the skill of transitioning is make sure you're called, especially for us, we're trying to go fast. And now we're this year for the first time, you know, we all, we, we divided it last year. I think I told you this, we divided it in two. We either are going to, if the setter sets it, we're going fast. If the setter doesn't set it, the bump set, we're going super high and on, you know, zero step. Right. And now we're trying to add that mid system, which right. is that first step. So okay. we want Sid to come in and we want her to use her hands. We want her to set a hut. And so you're on your right step, you're on your okay. first step. And we think that, hey, we need the ball around the net. And as, as, as great a bump setter as Sid is, you're still better with your hands. Yeah. And absolutely. so uh, communicating what tempo and speed we have every time is going to be important in getting that communication in trance. So as far as uh, our teaching keys and how we do it, we start with what we call our dummy sequence. And that doesn't have to do with our IQ. It just means there's no ball. Right. And so we're just doing footwork. And we start with hitter blocker. And we call our steps. And the kids hate doing it. And so we'll have, if I'm on one side, I start off the net. And you're the blocker. And I'm the attacker. And I call my steps. So I'm saying my approach steps. I'm saying, you know, right, left, right, left. Okay. And then you're saying on your, you're taking a four-step move off the net which is one, two, three, four, because that last step is a little air pivot. I love it. And you'll love see it. that in the video. Yeah. And so we get this rhythm where everybody's doing it together. Right, left, right, left. One, two, three, four. I like it. Right, left, right, left. One, two, three, four. And so we get this rhythm going. So they see that, hey, we want this, this movement, this aggressive movement to be just as dynamic as their approach. I like that. I like it. I feel like it builds up real strong habit right away. It's awesome. Yep. It's cool. And so that's the first one. Then we do the same thing from off blocker. Okay. And so they start in off blocker and then they're taking their steps back in off blocker. And so they can just start on both sides of the net so they can do it. You can do it actually on all four sides of the net with off blockers gotcha. and they can just all count it together. You know, one, two, three, four, and then do their approach, come off the net to defend and then do the same thing. So, and then lastly, I think one that's probably undertaught, and I've probably done the poorest job with this one is really getting our back row attack in preparation mode all the time and getting that player on her steps. Because I think 
we're going to try to go with a with a faster tempo back there. You know, it's it's not a big for us. It's uh it's still our second step that lob. Yeah. And can we, you know, can we get the defense? If we combine that with a little setter dump, can we get the defense in so we can hit to some corners and and yeah. get some people, uh, you know, put some pressure on the defense still from that back row attack. Okay. Really cool. Cool. So, and then from there, we get to that drill that, that uh, we've talked about before, the idea of two's transition. Yes. What we call yes. So you have two people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's, uh, it's uh, a drill where you have two on a side and you have a, a defender who digs to herself and sets and then the blocker blocks transition and tips. Uh, and it's a, that, that's a hard drill. It is. And, and we didn't actually know that you do it with tips. So we would just play it and we would rotate through no matter what. So it's not, you're not competing. Right. Um, but I love that. I love that drill for so many different reasons. Yeah. Transition, you know, you're not going to have to set. Yep. So it forces them to trust the other player yeah. and run away from the ball. Yeah. It's kind of, it, that drill's kind of interesting too. And just the whole idea of transition, I remember reading Anson Dorrance, you know, the coach in North Carolina. Yeah. And he talked about recruiting and he talked about that time and transition. I don't know anything about, I mean, I know very little about soccer. Okay. I never really, I never played, uh, but I, you know, I've read some stuff about soccer coaches, but he talks about when he recruits, he really looks at that moment of transition when there, the team loses the ball and how uh, long yeah. it takes that player to to move from offense to defense and That's he cool. recruits the player who does it instantaneously I like that. and the longer the gap is the more he's willing to cross that player out of, of who he recruits <laughs> i like that you can see that in basketball too well you see it in everything yeah, so you see that, that in video when you see yeah. that pause when they land they go wait a minute do I need to trans or not? <laughs> right. Am I going to get set? Yeah. Right. And it's totally, no, that's such a good point. So I like that. Um, you know what I tell my team and it's not true, but it's, there's some truth to it. I tell them that they can double their hitting efficiency by getting a better approach. Yep. And I don't know how, I don't think they can double it. I know they can improve upon it. Yep. So, so I tell them that all the time and it, it, Tends to work. Yeah, hey, you better. have to get space to get to get speed on the approach. Yes, definitely. Uh, from two transition, we go to that that uh, Columbus or you know four on four okay. Kamikaze. I think is the name that okay. uh, Tina gave me, and we use that name too. I, I, once again, you, we mentioned about being culturally sensitive. I probably have to do some homework on that. Uh, but anyway, it's a four on four drill with the back row setting. So you could really focus on those pin attackers, getting space, everything's, uh, out of system. So, uh, can they get space and get a, a good big approach? Like the, I, I like the idea of they know they don't have to set. Yep. Right. Cause that little hesitation gets them stuck. Nope. No hesitation. You're flying off whether you're getting set or not. Middle versus middle. We talked about that last time. We talked about slowing down the middle. Where you, whether you're going fast or slow, if you play your back row with your setter and you say, hey, the only you know live hitter really are the middles, everybody else has to hit a down ball or a free ball, that means, hey, you're setting your middles and they got to work. And those middles, you know, they play for a lot of teams. I mean, our middles come in from club and they never get set. And the first thing we tell them is, hey, party's over. You got to work hard and transition because we're going to set you. I like that. So, And they like getting set. Yep. So that's cool. Yep. Very cool. And then a 
Last couple things are sure. special what we call special situations, okay. and that is super fast. Mm -hmm. So super low dig, where you don't get trans, and we still uh, want okay. a step close and a big double arm lift. Okay. Okay. So if you can't get space, then you still need to sell it with this big double arm lift and jump hard. You don't need to hit hard. We want them right. usually hitting the middle of the court. We don't want a mistake there because things aren't perfect for us. But we want to make it look like we can hit hard. I like that. Very cool. And then the last one is coverage trans because that one is a lot of hitters. When uh, they get blocked, they just freeze. Yep. And Absolutely. they don't move. So coverage trans. So we got to, those are all the, those, that's it. I like that. I like addressing those uh, special situations too. I think those are really cool. All right. All right. What do we have? Really scenario. Okay. So the scenario is deciding on a lineup and I'm kind of gearing this towards younger teams. Okay. So, so like 12 to 14s type stuff. Exactly. And so I think this is not, can we create the ideal starting lineup? This is ways of thinking about ways that you can decide on a lineup Got for it. younger teams. Well, okay. Well, where do you start? Well, so one of the things I wanted to set up is I really believe that too many teams play too few people on their team. I think at the younger ages, everyone should be playing for the most part. I know there are scenarios we get into with club that these are quote unquote high stakes matches. I still think they're so young. Quote unquote. Yeah, and, right. and that's, you know, I really just would love to see more and more people get opportunities to play. Yep. And so one of the big thing is please let them play. I hear about these lower level teams having starting groups and kids not getting in for, for matches to days to tournaments. And yep. I'm like, just why it does not make any sense to me so one of the first things i would say is when you're deciding on a lineup can you balance out to to a large degree how much people play a how much people play first of all you know and then secondly can you do that with some sort of awareness on trying to win the match yeah and, and i put it's a, a it's a tough balance it is a tough balance but i put a first on purpose with the younger yep. kids if you can keep everyone happy you don't know who's going to end up being that great player yep you know let them love the game put them in it's okay to lose some games and that's sort of one of my gripes if you will with the competitive club system is there's hardly any friendlies yep you know so we don't play just to play so <laughs> so one of the things i'll think is you know basically can can we get some kids in just for the sake of playing volleyball i think the kids love playing enough and they're competitive enough they're not going to throw a match I don't see this happening. No, no. <laughs> you know? yeah the idea of friendlies i mean hey what do we call what do we call the tournaments mandatory yeah qualifiers i mean yes. everything has this this you know all this heavy heavy weight on it, it right the, of its import that it's it's yeah it's crazy stuff yeah so the first thing i would say please let them play okay if they're young let them play secondly um you can find ways to get people in without them ruining the match for other people and one how do you do that so my best friend sean thomas i think is the literal expert on this okay because he's worked with so many young teams and so many large right. number teams um you can do stuff like not put them in middle back middle back is where the action happens yep. right maybe you can put them in in a right back spot they feel like they've done something really well yeah they're going around a little bit yeah you can hide them without hiding them i'll tell you one of my old ones was i used to put them in right front 
I love it. <laughs> so I'd put them in right front, yes. get them playing. We spun into right front so they get to play a little bit. Then yep. they go back to serve. Yep. And so they get to serve. And then we look and see, I see if I can get them through the back row. And yes. that's my goal. Can I get her through? Can I get her through? Sometimes <laughs> right. she gets the middle back. I don't know if I got to stop yeah, her. But, exactly. but she knew, kind of knew that. But I would let her kind of go through. And then sometimes, you know, but... The, the entry spot was always that right front to go into serve. I so love because that. right front was there's usually not as much action there. Uh, and yes. so it was easy to get them in. And then they, uh, you know, if, if, uh, you know, the player could serve and that was something that she could do, that's a premier skill that parents want to see and kids want to have that's the opportunity was, to serve. That, that was so, sort of the next thing is being aware of what they value as the premier skill. Some kids will be like, I didn't play. And they played five and a half rotations, but didn't serve. Right. Serving, like you said, is so fun for them. And the parents will literally be counting how many serving attempts they get back there. Well, the other you know. thing about that, Dave, is as interesting as the idea of starting. <laughs> and once again, yeah. the way to minimize that impact is to have those kids playing when the score isn't meaningful. And a lot of times you can say, hey, we're going to go in, you know, I, I was talking to a coach about this this year and we were talking about how to manage that. And I said, hey, you tell your, there was a huge gap between the two setters and it was, it was big on this team. And right. so it's going, how do I play the setter? I said, well, here's how you play her. You start her, you start her. And I said, yeah, you start and you play to five and you go, hey, as long as we're within two points, you're going to stay in. So if you can get to five, three, if we're losing five, three, you're still in. And then we're going to go to 10. I like that. Okay. That's and cool. so then if it gets over that, if it gets over two or three point or whatever, four points when you get to 10, then I'm going to sub you out. And so they kind of know. And then, you know, and the team, you can even tell them like, hey, this is what we're doing. Can you help her? Yeah. Can you reach out for your team and do something that, hey, we made it to 10. And maybe the first time it's five. So doing things that it takes some pressure off you. You're not making these decisions. You're saying, hey, this is the way it's going to be. We're getting this player in, in some situations. She's starting. She's leading. Yeah, uh, and then that. say, hey, we're still trying to win. Okay, we get behind by four. We still have opportunities. If it's, you know, you're down 10-6, you still have opportunities. You put your other setter in. But at least dipping that toe in the water rather than have that player sit and go, well, we just, we're waiting until we play a team that we can work and then we'll get you in. Yeah. And I think I it's think tough to do on, that. Absolutely. And I think you hit on a bunch of really cool stuff there. The first thing I would say is this idea of starters, right? I, I really try with the younger team to say, look, we don't have starters. We have whoever's starting, right? Right. We're, and, and the way you can do that is by constantly rotating and, you know, they know kind of who the top players are. Yep. And one of the things I would mention on that too is staggering the players, right? So if you throw in the entire quote unquote, second team, the lower uh, level players on your team all at once, it may not go well. And it may be kind of a disappointing experience for them. But well, if they, and that yeah. can create a bunch of, you know, it can create this big chasm between yes. your players like the and the parents yes. and stuff will be, oh, they're in now. Look, oh, look what happened. Absolutely. You know? And and you got to do a bit of a, a convincing. But I think if you if you're constantly rotating the starting lineup, a, you're harder to scout. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think at you that know, young level, it's, yeah, at that young level, yeah. it's not that. But no. it's Davis. This is it's tough stuff to do this, and yes. you know, I think we 
we've made so many mistakes over the years in doing this and you kind of forget how much you learn and doing all these little manipulations. So this is a great topic. I really like it. What else do you have? So the other thing I would mention when deciding on a lineup for the younger players is lining up your best servers at the beginning. Yep. I, I, you know, love that. I know that's very simple, but you can, the reason I like this is maybe you can get a lead and then get people in, yep. you know, and then put the other kids back in. Um, I think there's a couple things that you want to avoid. You, you want to avoid subbing the player that just made the error. I yep. think that's a, I think that's a, a constant uh, thing I see all the time. I think when deciding on the lineup, who cares if they made errors in the last yep. game? It's, a, it's like, it's a fresh new game and yep. that's what we want to sell them on anyways. You know what I mean? Meaning, you know, new opportunity. Um, the other thing I would say is, you know, if you're trying to put together a harmonious lineup, you need to just continue to be aware that the, the lower half of your team will want to play. The upper half of your team will want to win. Right. And there's going to be this constant imbalance in that. Yep. And so if you can just be aware of that and know how to just kind of manage that, I think that's a head start. Yep. I would throw in, I'll take players out. I'll probably oh, do a little yeah. more subbing in oh, there yeah. after a mistake. But what I like to do is they make a mistake. Or if let's say that other servers on a run and that player stuck in the middle, I got to take her out, take her out, reset out, put her right back in. Okay. I like that. <laughs> and so I like, I don't mind taking players out for mistakes, but I want to put them right back in and go, Hey, this is what you know what you did wrong. Okay, good. Right back in, get it back in there. I like that. And so I like that idea. And you know, I was always, when I was coaching boo boo ball, we had, there were, there was no sub limits. So we could just get yeah. people in and out all the time. So I like that idea of everybody going in and out all the time. And it wasn't any big deal. It was just, Hey, yeah. you're going to go in, you're going to go out, you're going to play, you're going to not play. And it's just get comfortable and bunch of different things absolutely and uh you brought something to to mind there when when they get subbed out it's it's always hey you'll be you'll be back in you know you you're okay like hey you know it's not i see a lot of negative subs you're you know right well that's why i kind of like that idea of not those younger teams just having it so there's no sublimit doesn't matter just get in get out get in get out hey and hey you got to deal with some adversity in our game sometime hey it's our game is weird you're gonna make a mistake ref blows a whistle everybody looks at you Absolutely. I mean, that's just the way our game is, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. And making it, bringing down that uh, emotional barrier between between being on the court and off the court. Yep. I really love that. There's so many more things that we could go into as far as positions and stuff like that, but that's really just some sort of ideas about how to decide on a lineup for the young players. Let them play, you know, balance out the lineups and uh, be aware of the score. If you can get them in, get them in. How about the last thing I think we probably need to touch sure. on, and that is the idea of specialization. With those young teams, we do you try to do, yeah. do you try to have them play a bunch of different positions? How do you work that? So I really think that they specialize too early, yep. in my opinion. I'm, I know that might be old school, and but I mean, I see a libero at 12s, 11s, oh, yeah. you know, and it's helping them win probably, but I don't know if that's necessarily doing them the greatest service in the long run. Yep. You know, we talked about middles that aren't really middles. They're just the tallest player on their team. Yep. You know, so my view is that you can wait to specialize a little bit longer. Uh, what's your take on that? Yeah, I'm, I'm the same boat. And hey, can you have systems? So you have a bunch of different people setting. 
Then you have systems where you have a bunch of different people playing back road. You have systems where, hey, if, you know, if you can lose, you know, in the club, you can use two liberos. If you're going to use them, then, hey, I want them going in and out. And so you're using more people and you're not just using one, you're using two and just interchange them all the time. So yeah. I, uh, guess, I guess that would be my final idea on that is when you do have the sub count, use all your subs right yeah. <laughs> like if you can use 10 that's better than using eight yep uh, as far as we're concerned about making a harmonious you know experience for everyone yep so really cool Good stuff yep so let's get to these videos all right the videos we what have we got? a little variety pack starting with uh, kathy george who just okay. retired from michigan state and she has a Blocker transition drill, super simple. Just uh, a coach with a hitter on each side and just uh, kind of hitter blocker. So you got a block, transition, coach tosses, and you hit. Super simple, but super clean stuff looking at transition. Uh, the next one is uh, Ryan Theus. And I don't know Ryan, but he's Marquette's coach. And the guy's supposed to be a great coach. I, I really don't know much about him. Uh, I know they're very successful at Marquette. Oh, yeah. He's doing a great job. And he has a middle trans. And I really like the way he does it because he's counting steps on all the footwork. So okay. it's, hey, you need four off right here. You need three off. And he gets kind of into the air pivot. And that's one of my, I mentioned that. So that's a great one for middle trans, looking at his middles and how they do that. He does a great job there. Uh, next one, Jim Stone. And he has a quick hitter where he looks at outsides and he looks at both their block transition and uh, off blocker transition footwork. And he has good video with that of, of his uh, like junior national team players doing it. So it's it's great stuff to show players too. Very cool. And then lastly is the the kamikaze drill that okay. uh, actually they're doing it at Utah. So it was, I think okay. JJ took it over when he was there with Beth Lanier. Nice. And so they're playing it. And so they're looking at the transition in the four on four. I love that game. Yeah. I could play that game every practice. Yeah. I think that you can get so much out of it. It's really cool. So great. Those videos will be unlocked on the Art of Coaching Volleyball. Yeah. So go check them out. Those are some great resources for sure. Yeah. And speaking of speaking resources. Speaking of resources, what do you have for us? The resource of the week. And I'm actually surprised I haven't thought of this sooner because this may be my number one resource. And I call it a resource. This is not something... You're going to learn how to coach volleyball from, but this is something that I use. Coaching tool. It's a coaching tool. I use this every single practice without fail. It is the eScore from Insight Sports. It's a super portable scoreboard, essentially, with the timer. With the timer. You can flip the scores. You can easily subtract points. It makes a noise or not when you click score up points up and down. This has made my practice is so much better. I call it the yes button, right? And I, I took this from Mark Massey over at Puget Sound. Yeah. You just, if you Mark get a Massey's point, great. he's, he's great. awesome. And, uh, you know, you, you hear this beep, you know, you got a point. Yep. Right. And so there's this, they don't even have to look over, they just know. Yep. And so if they don't hear a beep, they know they need to do something different. Yeah, I love, and I love so it. I take away points, we add points. I literally love this thing. And the timer is great too, because yep. it gets. 
it really keeps you on track when it you does. say, hey, we're doing this for three minutes yeah. and we're doing, hey, serve, receive, three minute rotations and the clock's going and everybody sees it and there's, hey, it just keeps you keeps you going. I, I love I, it. Absolutely. I have a tendency to talk too much if you haven't realized. <laughs> I think and we're so, both in that same boat. That's why we're, that's, that's, that's why we're doing the pod. Absolutely. Our, our team saying, if this helps you talk less to us, then you <laughs> got to do more pods. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. So, I mean, it, great resource so i love that one that's a little different you went kind of off the beaten track i like it yeah a little different but i mean seriously use it all the time they are a little bit expensive i, I want to say they're about 500 bucks. oh they're that much i yeah, didn't know that yeah wow. but they're quite durable and um they if you return them they'll fix them for you um and they're but they're good stuff they might even be less than that i'm using my my scoreboard and my gym that we use for basketball and i never used to use that now i'm just using that instead of it but that's yeah. The portable one is nice. Absolutely. So, yeah. man, what a great pod. Once again, knocked it out. Yep. Great to see you. We hit on attacker transition from a lot of different standpoints, right? Um, not so much serve-receive, but like defense right. to Defense to, to off, yep. defense, defense to, to offense. offense, right? We worked on, uh, we talked about deciding on a lineup for the younger kids. I like that one. That was timely. Absolutely. It's coming right up here. And, uh, you know, those videos will be unlocked on the Art Coaching Volleyball. So please feel free to go check those out. Those will be awesome. And then we also talked about the eScore from Inside Sports. I'll have a link in the show notes. Perfect, Davis. Once again, well super done, fun. my friend. Great to see you. All right. And uh, have a great week, everyone. See you next week. Take care. Bye bye.